the big black kid that crushes your whole block. Dow Jones, milestone, genuine short shot. Street smart, street heart, you never want none. The beef starts, beef starts, airing them out. Run. I don't get down with bitches and the crooked shady bitches that want. So I, I, I had a fever. I, I woke up with the fever, and the only way I knew I could beat it was to come to Denver and see old friends. Don't ask me what. There's no concatenation. Disco fever. <laughs> so no, but um, this is break. I. What? I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I woke up and I was, I was all sweaty and crazy, and I said, "You know what I need to do? I need to go to Denver and see Max Vitesse in NFT bag, which are my my co-host tonight. Thank you. This is Breakup Gaming Society Colonel Hector Bravado at your service. To my right, longtime colleague. I served with this man at a newspaper. Remember and, that? Remember and in those? Prison. But are we going to talk about that? I, you know. Sometimes uh, when I'm with my therapist, although I remember is walking around the yard holding on to your belt loop, I blocked everything else out. And then across the table from me is NFT bag. Welcome to the show for the first time on the BGS microphone. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So Breakup Gaming Society is a fairly simple affair. We are going to have um, a drink of the night, which tonight, by virtue of hosting this recording in his very modish townhome, near the heart of Denver, which was so crowded that it gave me anxiety. But, uh, and, and by the way, I, I talked about this with you, Max. I thought I was having a glitch in the matrix thing because I drove here from my parents' house in Park Hill through Colorado Rockies traffic and then over onto Central. And I swear to God, I saw the same beautiful, tan, long-legged brunette on an electric scooter go by 85 times in jean shorts. Am I fucking losing my mind? No, you're just going that slow. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that that's pretty much every Denver-based that, 20-something woman. That's so. also this neighborhood, <laughs> specifically. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Teabag over here um, has, like, video evidence of these ladies biffing it over curves multiple times on um, the, the lime scooters as well. Knocking themselves out. Eek. What? Well, I guess, I suppose watching three or four of those might make me feel a bit better about myself, but not much. Anyway, yeah, we're going to do a drink of the week, which Max uh, has a delight for us. We've actually already had three, and we're about to do a third or a fourth, third, fifth, or fifth. Anyway, then we're going to do a game of the week, and this is where I am looking for some redemption. I've introduced this game before on episode 28 when the Death Rocket came to town. The episode is called The Death Rocket Brings Tales of Dogs and Owls. The Death Rocket was great, but my description of the game was terrible, which is a pity because it's a beautiful game, and it's also one that I shipped years ago to Max and his daughter as a gift, and they have never played it. So tonight is the night to see if I can A, describe it, B, get someone else to see what I see in it. Then, as always, we are going to have a track of the week. It's always hip-hop, and because we have taste... It's always good. This is the Colonel Hector Bravado, back in a moment with Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. So this week, our host, Max Vitesse. That would be me. It is you. (laughs) Yes. I I knew there was a reason I was depressed. But in either case, you, I I, I told that the, the, every, but, but yes, then I was at the bus stop, straight. and somebody the umbrella, and oh boy, no, I'm doing it again. But uh, Max offered to mix and walk us through this week's yeah. drinks of the week. Max, you have the floor. Tell us what you made and why. 
Thank you uh, for allowing me to do drink of the week. I'm honored. Um, my favorite summer drink is the Negroni, which you know is a classic Italian cocktail. Three equal parts of sweet vermouth, Campari, and gin. And uh, my transition drink, usually into fall and winter, is the Boulevardier, which is the same thing, but with whiskey instead of gin. So it's a much more hearty drink. And, and, which, and if I could, uh, yeah. a particular kind of whiskey, rye, bourbon, Irish, what? Rye is the traditional, but yeah, oh, okay. go with so, what you want. Well, well, rye has a little bite, which is, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so, your mom um, has a little bite. She has a no- nose... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. No, uh, no, no. I just, I just want this noted. We're at four minutes twenty six seconds of this recording. I just want to check in with you. This is the direction you want to go. One hundred percent. This, this is, this is the way you want to go in a momland. That's what your mom asked me this morning. Travel into momland. Travel into momland. It's a big country. <laughs> A lot of surface uh, to cover. Oh, there we go. So anyway, um, okay. The Boulevardier no, is no, my yeah. delicious no, um, for, well, First of all, bitch noted. Open season. By there all means, go. proceed. Yes. So what I was going to say was, it was actually you, uh, Hector Bravado, who taught me the value of changing your drink depending on the season. Mm. Because you would go through. You would go from. Um, martinis in the summer to bourbon presses in the winter my god you're right and i actually still hold to that and by the way um i also realized it was time to switch from brown liquors to a strict because so this is a pretty good story oh boy um and, and it was one of those where i realized i had to change my drinking habits so that there were more granular points on the scale in between hmm this tastes good and what the fuck happened in here last night Whoa, 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 time out here. So I've had a reminder in my notebook to, at one point, detail for my listeners my drunken masturbatory ritual. And I've always wanted to lay it in as a confessional. But the fact is, I shoehorned it in here. It just doesn't fit. And I'm not feeling it. So I put it as an outtake. If you want to hear it, go to the blog. In the meantime... Back to drink of the week, with my apologies. <laughs> Can we get back to drink of the week? Would that be okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, in honor of an upcoming trip to Oaxaca, I decided to change things up a bit with, uh, with my Negroni base and move into a Mezcal Negroni, which uh, we're drinking here tonight with, a, with big ice cubes. And the idea is, instead of gin or bourbon or rye, you do mezcal as well. This is a um, pretty inexpensive mezcal, so it's super peaty, super smoky. And what, what is the name of the brand, by the way? I, I think it's um, El Tumama pu- Tambien. El, El Puto Escondido? Good, proceed. El, El, Pud- El, El Puto Esta Tumama? Something like that. Anyway... <laughs> So it's, uh, you La, get that. Los pantalones perdido. <laughs> so you get that like, um, instant kind of smoky, uh, mezcal taste. And then mm-hmm. you get the sweetness of the sweet vermouth and then that bitterness of the Campari all mixed into one. It's fitting that you should bring a mezcal drink because on the night I first tried to teach Dominion, me and the Death Rocket drank an entire fifth of El Bujo Mezcal straight. 
Whoa. And and I and I will say yes. Did and we, you, did you, when you woke up the next morning, did you feel like you ate a cigar whole? So uh, the, the, what my mouth tasted like was the least of my problems. I woke up on the floor of his suite at the mining exchange, like like fetal position. I think I tipped a pizza girl a hundred dollars. All I know is she. T- you know how they like give you the text updates. I remember the whole day I was getting texts. I was like, God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. <laughs> it was a fucking tragedy. But however, um, I do remember um, when you poured it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about mezcal cocktails is we. I don't like my booze to be disguised or subsumed. Mm. I think by the mixers. You know, and 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 the way. Uh, this cocktail that I like, we talked about it on the porch. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you get, uh, I, I got, and by the way, um, NFT bag, please weigh in. What I f- felt on my first two was first of all, it was in stages. I got a big wallop a la two by four in the face of the mezcal and the smoke. And then later the syrupy chaser. And I, I feel validated because I was talking to um, Max over here and said, you know, what would, bridge this would be a little tart something he says they usually will put a citrus rind in with it i'm like yes mm-hmm. a little citrus rind to bridge the the yeah, smoke get, of the mezcal that acid which breaks it up which i just didn't have a citrus rind but also i think um negronis and their elk are like a perfect cocktail because you get these it's equal parts three ingredients you there's if you if you measure, you're not messing it up. I've definitely been in bars where you ask for a Negroni or Boulevardier, and they eyeball it. And if just one of these things is off, yeah. it doesn't all come together. Oh, I always feel like your Negronis are actually okay, whereas if I get them almost anywhere else, not a huge fan. But every time I have them here, they're fantastic. Well, I'm also not a huge fan of Mescal by itself because it's too peaty and smoky. But this one's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and take my criticisms with a grain of salt. It, As it, I always do. <laughs> a <laughs> file subroutine disregard. And um, go go ahead, bite bite the chip. We're going with file on. Yeah. And but no, uh, take it with a grain. Of, I, I, it would be better with uh, with a, like an orange rind, absolutely, or, or just or just a, a, a squeeze of lime juice or, or lemony. But however, I that 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 is um. Uh, a degrees of awesome problem. This is a great drink. You're a great friend. Thank you for pouring it for us. We're going to be back momentarily with Game of the Week. Here we go. Game of the Week. There's a couple reasons why we are doing Dominion again as a Game of the Week. One, it was invented by Donald X. Vaccarino in 2008. And 2008 to 2012 was a renaissance in board game design that we're unlikely to see again. Imagine, like, the explosion of creativity in music, like punk, new wave, post-punk, metal from, like, 77 to 82, and you'll start to get the picture. And I want to bring that game back for a couple reasons. One, when the Death Rocket was here, I did a terrible job of of explaining it. Not here. When the Death Rocket was here on this show. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Centered around this microphone. I, Thank you for clarifying. Th- thanks. Catch up with me, fucking double big gulp. So, the, um, and it, uh, it was such an original game. It invented a category called deck building, whereby your choices, you start with a hand of almost zilch, and you work from a common supply of cards. But the subtle, beautiful difference is, is the buying decisions 
that you make through that thicket of cards. It's a beautiful game. I didn't do it justice. Secondly, I think, was it four or five years ago, as a thank you present, and, and this is one of my theories, of everybody's a gamer. Everybody. Everybody has played Monopoly mm. or chess or Go or Uno. Everybody's a gamer, but I've noticed there's a big difference between the hobby gamer like, and, and people who grew up with certain family or strategy games. And, um, and, I, and I, fi- I, I figured out one of the, the barriers, and that is a few months ago, Max, mm-hmm. our mutual friend, Capshaw Holt, came on because he and his wife had just bought a game of Settlers of Catan, which is almost the default gateway hobby game of, of the world. And, and it didn't work for him for two reasons. One, because he's a filthy casual. Uh, when the COVID thing started first releasing, they realized, yeah, we don't want to play board games anymore, which is to me like saying, yeah, we can go outside again. I don't care about movies anymore. And, and second, and this is what I realized is the wall you and your daughter hit, Max, was that some people will just look at the density of those rules yeah. and just fucking nope out. Yeah, so it's, it's four pages of rules or at least, right? And, and, um, Times two. In Times one two. booklet. Yeah. But, like, how do you even start? But uh, my my goal here is to show you and and uh, NFT bag should he decide to come back and graze this, how brilliant this game really is. You're and, really building this up. I just want to say um, the proofs. Now of, I'm not going anywhere. Obviously, <laughs> right? The the, the the proofs in the pudding. What we're going to do is um, there's going to be pudding. Um, well, I don't know what times your bomb's plane touchdown. Damn. You'll be putting cards here and over there. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, wow. God damn. Okay, Snark abounds. But anyway, there's the setup. So my goal here is to sit here with NFT bag and Max Vitesse, walk through a game of Dominion with the basic set that I gave Max and his daughter to play. Which we never took out of the box. Yep. Yeah. I told you not to take it's it out of the box. It's a great. It was a great gift, man. It was a, it was a wonderful gift. Thank um, you. you. You don't actually realize that it's not a great gift unless you like to play it. So here we go. Um, we're gonna try to see if we can set the hook with NFT bag and Max with just playing um, a few rounds of the cards from the basic set of the very first Dominion released in 2008. We're gonna be back to see whether or not my confidence was justified or whether or not I was any better <laughs> teaching it <laughs> back in a sec. Yay. Do-do-ba-ba-ba. Music bumper. Time passes as Colonel Hector Bravado walks Max Vitesse and NFT bag through just the mechanical procedure of ABC to take the actions in your hand, buy stuff, then see, clean up. Um, what happened? I don't know. Let's find out. Colonel Hector Bravado. Colonel Colonel Bravado. Colonel Hanna Barbera is back, and so for the first time, I actually walked two very bright guys through what it was to actually start to get your head around the mechanics and the yeah. strategy of Dominion. And by the way, y'all caught on to the mechanics awful fast. Now it's just strategy. But actually, I will clear the floor so you can all, you can all just talk about what you just experienced. 
I feel like the setup was more confusing than the gameplay. Conf- con- yeah, totally. Uh, right? Yes, absolutely. Completely agree with that. Like it took a while for me to understand how you were setting it all up and why we were doing it the way we were. Yep. And the fact that you have to go back to the instructions 12 times just right. to get the game started. Yep. Well, you, you do, but... Uh, I was but doing a little eye-rolling with how complicated the setup was at first, but now, after playing once, I realize it's fairly straightforward, very simple. Uh, and gameplay was also pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah, like it's smooth, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now yeah. I know what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. And, and, and the, then strategy-wise, you know, I think now for strat- next game, for st- first game, eh, yeah. Strategy is another right. matter entirely. Yeah. But it's like Mancala. The first three times you play, you're like, "How did I lose? Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, oh, now." Mancala is uh, one of the old African games with the rondelle, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? So anyway, um, that was uh, a game of Dominion with, uh, but. But basically, and what happens is even, and this is like, to me, the metaphysical beauty of the game. Mm-hmm. If we played this exact same set again, it wouldn't be the same set because you wouldn't be the same person as you experienced it. Right. So we would each come back to our set with a different knowledge of how to buy our way through the map. Or if that's lame, you can design your own supplies or just go to dominionsdeck.com, uh, right. tell them what uh, sets you have, and just set, give me a game, which is my favorite. You know what I'm really scared of? How do you, like, so we have all these cards across the table, right? And they're kind of mixed up in all these different places. It's going to take longer to clean the fucking game up than it did to play it. Incorrect. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next, Star. relax and take a seat, oh, sit God. back and play the beats and blast it in your Jeep. It's the track of the week. I'm ratchet in the streets, talk trash to the geeks, get smacked in the beat. It's the track of the week. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Tufts Needles uh, ZNF Network, what was his name? Uh, EFT Bag. EF- NFT Bag. NFT Bag. Had to leave, but we're back for track of the week and. Um, I had a hard time because last week I featured the track that was like closest to my heart, which was the DJ Muggs remix of Where's It At by Funk Dubious. fucking stellar, too. Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah, it's like 1992 in a bottle, right? Yeah. But um, I finally stumbled our way to what is the track of the week, and it's Brother Zarqui by Zarface. And for those of you who aren't heads, Zarface is a joint project of uh, 7L and Esoteric and Inspected Deck from Wu-Tang Clan. And Zar as in C-Z-A-R. So Zar face. Or mm-hmm. Zar Kui, Q-U-I-S. So, yep. Yeah. And um, so, so, so and, and basically, one of the things I like is that they find a way to take the old boom bat beats and they give it some squelch and something and uh, they have that beautiful... Yeah, some weird overlay of like a vocal... Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of ethereal female singer. If I didn't know any better, I'd say it was like some sort of Song of the Siren 1962 pulp science fiction movie. I mean, it sounds like Star Trek, right? Like, Doesn't it feel like that? TNG. Or not TNG, sorry, the original. Yeah. So um, now um, all we're going to do now is just play a little snippet of uh, Inspector Deck's verse from that track. And not to take anything away from Esoteric, but we're going to play a little bit of, seven, of uh, Inspector Dex verse. And then 
I just want to hear the beat on that fade out. Totally it's sure. amazing. Yeah. Um, here comes Inspector Deck off Brothers Arquee. All I know that is personal now. Come out your face, get your house heated up without the fireplace. Yeah, I'm not a gangster, thug, a goon, just a brother. Willie had enough of the buffoons. Run with the rebel if you love the tune. Feel any other way, get the fuck out the room. And, uh, dude, those nested rhymes, like, uh, that's uh, just one on top of the other. It's like all these different layers, and then you have that overlay of the woman's singing voice over the top. Oh, oh, oh my God! I remember um, the night I was do- I was down in my house alone in Trinidad, and I've listened to a lot of tracks off this album, and they're all great. It started with a Nightcrawler, um, which actually has a, a background ambient thing of like crickets playing, and uh, and a big the same big boom. But but what I love about this and no insult to esoteric who's a great rapper but this next track this next snippet i just want to feature the track track because it says that doom, doom, sh, rhythm mm. and, and then that then that deep electronic belch mm-hmm. yeah you can feel it in your belly if you play it loud enough yeah. it's awesome and then you know what let's not just play it yep come on here we go So there it was, uh, just a couple couple seconds of what I thought made the production of that track so special, and also um, the friend I'm with tonight so special. Thank you, my brother. Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. This has been pretty amazing. The Colonel Hector Bravado here with Max Vitesse saying, may you fight long and well. BGS, represent! Hoo, hoo.